This is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a federal holiday in the United States, marking the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. It is observed on the third Monday of January. Dr. King's birthday is actually January 15th, but the holiday is similar to holidays set under the Uniform Monday Holiday Act. Another civil rights icon is on our mind this morning, though. Omaha-born Malcolm X, born Malcolm Little on May 19th of 1925. On February 21st, 1965, he was assassinated in New York City at the age of 39. Three Nation of Islam members were charged with the murder and given indeterminate life sentences. A couple of months ago, the National Book Award for Nonfiction was posthumously awarded to Les Payne and his daughter and principal researcher, Tamara Payne, for the book The Dead Are Rising, The Life of Malcolm X. Tamara Payne joins me for a conversation on Lincoln Live this morning. Welcome, Tamara. Thank you, Dale. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. And Happy New Year. Your father saw Malcolm X address a rally back in 1963, and it obviously made a strong impression on him, wrote a book about him. Tell us what your father said to you about Malcolm X. Well, my father was a huge admirer of Malcolm. He first came across Malcolm in 1959 through the documentary The Hate That Hate Produced, um, which appeared on CBS. And, you know, he was, and, and this was a hot time. I mean, uh, civil rights, there's segregation going on in the South, and Martin Luther King and, and civil rights groups and, and Malcolm were all in, in the mix with, in fighting for the rights of black people in, in America. Um, throughout America, not just in the South. So um, my father saw the, uh, the documentary about the Nation of Islam, and Malcolm appeared prominently in this documentary. And he, uh, he really appreciated Malcolm's analysis of Malcolm. He felt that Malcolm um, really analyzed uh, what was going on in America and the characteristic of America in the context of the history of America very well and appropriately for um, everybody but particularly for black people to understand our position in this country. And, you know, and Malcolm, you know, at, at the end of the day, he really wanted this country to work for all Americans. Um, it's just that what we have seen in this country is that black Americans have been at the bottom here, and, and as especially those who are uh, descendants of slavery and, and talking about um, dealing with America's original sin of slavery. So... My father appreciated what Malcolm's analysis was of, of America, particularly in the electoral politics when Malcolm's talking about that in 1954 with the speech of um, Ballad or the Bullet. But, and, and what he was saying in that was um, talking about how, um, how the electoral politics were working in America and how black people were a, an important uh, group with um, putting administrations into power. And recognizing that, but he also was recognizing that um, we have to look at our rights differently and as human rights. And he was at that time taking our uh, civil rights fight to the international stage and um, taking to uh, taking to the United Nations stage to bring charges against the United States, States government for violating uh, Black Americans' human rights. But getting back to the book, so my father, you know, he really admired Malcolm uh, through all of this. Um, and, and these were important things that he would talk to me and my brothers and my mom about over the years about Malcolm. But 
to be honest, Dad never thought he'd be writing a book about Malcolm, certainly not have it, it be his life's work, which it turned out to be. Um, he felt that the autobiography at the time, and this is, I would say, at the time, you know, in the 80s and um, really up into the 80s, he said that the autobiography and Malcolm's speeches were all we needed to know about Malcolm. But he had an opportunity to meet Malcolm's brothers. He met one in Detroit um, through a friend of his, Walter Evans, and he came back to New York, spoke with a colleague here in New York who also admired Malcolm. And he asked him, you know, Gil Noble, who asked him, um, which brother did you meet? And my father told him it was Gilbert, and he said, the one you should meet, you should talk to is Wilfred. So my father went back to Detroit to meet Wilfred, and Wilfred agreed to sit down for uh, an interview, which went on for eight hours. The so uh, original interview was eight hours, and what that came away from these two interviews alone was we don't understand who Malcolm was as a person, how he grew up, what his family life was like. His parents, Malcolm's parents were Garveyites. They followed Marcus Garvey, um, and we're in the University Negro Improvement Association, which is his, his uh, organization, and they were organizers. So when they moved out to Omaha, Nebraska in the early 20s, um, they were organizing for Marcus Garvey. And, you know, and, and Omaha was also the scene of uh, racial tensions and, and, I mean, a huge uh, lynching incident, which we document in this book. Um, they called the Omaha Incident in 1919 which was the lynching of Will Brown. And that was a couple of years before the little family moved into Omaha, but they still were uh, feeling the repercussions from that. Um, and, and how we opened the book is the Klan chapter in Omaha visits the little family, Earl Little's not there, and, uh, and they harass the family. And, and Louise Little, Malcolm's mother, who was pregnant with Malcolm at the time, you know, stands their ground, protects her family, and, um, but it is clear, you know, they tell, the Klansmen tell her that they want the family to leave town immediately. They don't like that the little families, they're organizing uh, the other black families to be self, to be proud of black people, to uh, organize their, or, you know, build their businesses and supporting because they don't like that. They don't want black people to be you know, conscious and strong and standing up for their rights. They want them to just fall in line, be silent, and, uh, you know, and, and obey the laws that are put upon them and, and not fight that. So um, Louise stands, you know, stands her ground on that, and um, she comes out alive, and, and they don't move immediately because Malcolm is born in, in Omaha. But um, that's how we open up the book. And, and what we see about Malcolm is how this family and, and the Garvey philosophy of uh, being uh, proud of being black and being self-reliant and independent thinking is important in Malcolm's growing up and through and has fueled everything that Malcolm did as who we see who we know Malcolm to be and the other reason you know we look at this book is that uh, Malcolm has always been presented to us fully formed and angry and and as if he came out of nowhere and this book puts him <clears throat> someplace it puts him in the in the in the middle of his family it puts him in in the middle of history so we learn not only about Malcolm and his family but also the world he was born into I feel we need to put your father's life in context uh born in Tuscaloosa mm -hmm. Alabama a Pulitzer Prize winning investigative <laughs> journalist 
foreign correspondent and editor at Newsday, founder of the National Association of Black Journalists. He was uh, also he also wrote an award winning syndicated column. Uh, joining me is Tamara Payne. The book is The Dead Are Rising, The Life of Malcolm X. And we're talking on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So curious to know if Dr. King ever met Malcolm X. We did meet once, and it was for a very short meeting. Um, it, was in, it was in the South. And, um, and also Malcolm, towards the end of his life, went down to um, try to meet with, with Martin Luther King, but he was in jail. And but he did, and he also sat with the widow, and this is also where he speaks to um, other younger people who are also following Martin Luther King, but were kind of having problems with Martin Luther King because they weren't. Um, this is in 1964, uh, where they um, they were not in line with the uh, nonviolent uh, protesting and turning the other cheek. The young people, the younger students, and the student nonviolent coordinating committee. They were pushing King on on his uh, processes, and but they still followed him. And Malcolm, they brought Malcolm down to speak to them, and um, in in, his, in Georgia. So, um, but he but King was in jail, and so they didn't meet that other that other time. But he had, but they did kind of work together in the sense that through their surrogates, through uh, King's surrogates in particular, um, this thing of bringing the uh, African bringing the civil rights fight of, of African Americans to the human rights stage um, Malcolm came up with this idea and in a secret meeting um, with uh, other people who were very supportive of um, the fight and, and where the civil rights fight was going in 1965 um, he had at this meeting he had brought up this idea um, 64, rather. He had brought up this idea, and there were King supporters there also, and one of them was his attorney, and, and he said that this was the best idea that came out of that meeting. So there was support of each other, and at the end, um, you know, they were much closer in, and, in, and in alignment um, than they were in, in, say, early 60s, where Malcolm was preaching separate states to the Nation of Islam. Um, and, and preaching that as, you know, national spokesman for the Nation of Islam, and which is led by Elijah Muhammad, um, and, and he was preaching anti-segregation. But at the end of the day, Malcolm really was working towards the same goals of Martin Luther King, which was that having America work uh, for all Americans, especially black Americans. As you talk to journalists about your book, Tamara, what to this point haven't you been asked about? Sometimes we as reporters miss the mark. What about your book, the research, your father, Malcolm X, would you like to spend a few minutes talking about? Wow, it's a great question. Um, I've been asked a lot of questions, and um, I think, you know, I don't think it's so much of anything that's been missed. I think that we need to understand that this book really presents Malcolm in a more nuanced fashion, um, and it puts him in the context of the world he was born into. And it helps us, the history that we, put, we talk about, and I brought up, for example, the Omaha incident and, and other stories, um, particularly the Great Depression, how it impacted the little family. Um, it also impacts um, all of our families, because those of us who, whose families have been here, you know, over, you know, who've been here over 100 years, I mean, they lived through these, these times. Um, 
and and they we have stories in our own families and we should i think it's important that we learn from these um this history and understand the mistakes that were made and and not repeat them and so um and i and i think the one way we do is to understand what happened in history and not shy away from it and and especially today as we see how um what happened 100 years ago seems to be coming back again. Um, that seems to me it is. And, um, you know, we, you know, 100 years ago, there was, there was the Spanish flu pandemic. Um, 100 years ago, there was a lot of, there was the red summer of 1919, which was lynching of black people who, um, people who white citizens were feeling were taking away their rights. I mean, this attitude has resurged. And, um, and, and so it's learning from this history, um, understanding that it, it has happened before, and, and how do we deal with it? And we have to deal with the original sin of America, which is slavery, and the free labor that America has benefited from to this day from that free, from that free labor. And it's put America in a very um, powerful position. But yet the it was free labor. It was not paid for. It was not... And, and descendants have continued from those families, from slaves, have continued to be denied access in different ways. And we need to, that needs to be dealt with because this keeps coming up. You can't tamp down the, the white supremacy and you can't tamp down black people who recognize and understand that this is happening um, and, and, and are asked, not just asking, but demanding that this be resolved. The book is called The Dead Are Rising, The Life of Malcolm X. You can pick it up at uh, on Amazon, I'm guessing, Tamara, and at good bookstores. Wherever books are sold, uh, I'm a big supporter of independent bookstores. So if you have a favorite bookstore to go to, I definitely suggest, I mean, all bookstores have been carrying it. Tamara Payne joining me on Lincoln Live.